Hello and welcome to Parsha for Non-Revitans, where we spend up to five minutes discussing Parsha's Hashavua. So you don't come to the table thinking, wait, what Parsha is it this week? We'll start with a brief recap of the Parsha and then move on to a short thought. I'm Esther Kurtz, your resident non-Revitan, and let's do this. Parsha's Shemos packs in a lot. We have a lot of ground to cover, so let's get into it. Parsha starts off with the Shvatim dying. B'nai Yisrael growing significantly in population, and along comes a new paro that doesn't know Yosef. And he wants to deal with the Jewish problem. His first part of the plan was to force them to build Esom and Ramses, which really just made B'nai Yisrael have more kids. And then the second part was telling the midwives, Shifra and Pua, aka Yochavet and Miriam, to kill all the boys born. Guess what? They don't listen. Yochavet goes and has a kid herself, Moshe. She's worried about him, so she puts him in a box and sets him on the Nile. He's found by Bastia, Parah's daughter, Miriam, who had been keeping an eye on Moshe all this time, steps up and offers to find a wet nurse for the baby, brings Yocheved, his mother, who nurses Moshe until he was weaned, and then Moshe is brought to the palace, where he grows up. When Moshe is older, he goes out and sees a Mitzri hating a Jew. Moshe kills the Mitzri using shame Hamaforish, but Parah found out, and he wanted Moshe's head for that. So Moshe runs to Midian, marries Zipporah, who was Yisro's daughter. They have a son, Gershom. Meanwhile, back in Mitzrayim, things have gotten really bad. And B'nai Yisrael call out to Hashem, and Hashem remembers the bris he made with the Avos. So Moshe is minding Yisro's sheep, and he sees a burning bush that is not being consumed by the fire. He goes to check it out, and Hashem speaks to him from there, giving him instructions on starting the redemption process. He gave Moshe signs to show B'nai Yisrael. Moshe protests, saying he doesn't speak so well, so Hashem appoints Aaron to be a spokesperson. Moshe heads back to Mitzrayim with his wife and kids. En route, Zipporah performs an impromptu bris milah on their son, Eliezer, to save Moshe from a punishment Hashem had sent because Moshe had postponed the bris. Then Moshe and Aaron meet. They head to Zikne Yisrael, who accept all the signs Hashem had given Moshe. Later, at a meeting with Paro, Paro mocks Moshe and Aaron and makes B'nai Yisrael's workload a bajillion times harder. Unable to meet their new demands, B'nai Yisrael are beaten. Moshe turns to Hashem and asks, Why are you doing all this? It's only gotten worse. You haven't redeemed them. And Hashem answers, Just you wait and see what I do to Paro. Dun 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 dun. You know what's coming in the next Parshios. And it does not disappoint. We'll close here and shift to a short thought. So there's a detail that always bugged me in the whole talk the Paro conversation. The first time Moshe talks to Paro, he does not say, let my people go. He just says, please let us go for three days and we'll bring Karbanos to Hashem. And if you look back in the Pusik, this is what Hashem tells Moshe to tell Paro, go for three days. What is up with a three-day shtick? Is it a lie? Do they plan to do that? What's going on here? So, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky in Emesli Yaakov has an understanding that I love. We know that Pnei Yisrael were supposed to be in Mitzrayim for 400 years, and currently we're only in about year 210, so they still have 190 years to go. But you also know that Pnei Yisrael were already on the 49th level of Tema, and if they reached the 50th, there was no coming back from that. So this three-day thing was kind of both a solution and a test. For Pnei Yisrael, those three days would have elevated them spiritually to the point that they could have returned to Mitzrayim and finished the 400 years. So that's all that. For Paro, this was a test. Would he allow them to leave? If yes, 
Then they would have returned after three days. But we know how the story goes. He said no, and maybe now Israel's lives more miserable than ever. That misery was also part of Hashem's plan. The 400 years still had to be contended with. So once power refused, Hashem used him to cause the labor to be so harsh that in six months, it was as if they had worked 190 years. Don't try to imagine that torture. You can't. But I thought this answer satisfied my old, who are they kidding with the three days question. Wishing you a good Shabbos. See you next Parsha. Have questions or comments? Email me at emunah4nr at gmail.com. That's E-M-U-N-A-H, the number four, N-R at gmail.com.